We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Oklahoma City Thunder fall to the Portland Trailblazers tonight, 115-104, to in a game that, that felt like it was over pretty early. Um, Oklahoma City was as down as many as 24 early in the game. Um, they, they found themselves in a hole after um, taking the lead by one point. About four minutes into the game, things went really, really downhill from there. They ultimately find themselves down about 13 points at the end of the first quarter. Uh, Blazers pull away in the second quarter in the Thunder. Make a little bit of a run towards the end of halftime to bring it back within 14. Uh, Third quarter seemed pretty up and down. The Blazers would pull away. The Thunder would would pull things back in. And actually in that third quarter, um, both teams scored 29 points. So that quarter was a wash. And then going into the fourth quarter, um, you know, Thunder down still 14 points. Um, Thunder make quite a bit of headway and actually take their first lead of the game um, since it was nine to ten at 97 to 98. Shea was going absolutely nuts on the bench. You could see that he was happy to see his teammates um, thrive and, and have this kind of comeback. It actually would have been the third. Largest comeback in team history, again, at, at 24 points. Um, but then Damian Lillard decides, you know what, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm not letting Oklahoma City come back and win this game. And he goes absolutely off. Hitting 40-footers, hitting 35-footers. I mean, it just felt like no matter where Dame shot the ball from, it was going in. 
again, ultimately, the Oklahoma City Thunder at that point end up losing the game by a final score of 115 to 104. Um, looking at, at some of the individual players, uh, Darius Baisley and Al Horford, honestly, as bad as they played early in the game, really carried the team. And when I say played bad early in the game, I'm talking about the the team as a whole. Uh, Baisley and Horford, I think, scored the first 16 or 17 points of the game for the Thunder. Uh, at one point, you were kind of sitting there thinking, is anybody else going to score points? Um and, and ultimately, those guys didn't end up with the most eye-popping numbers offensively when it came to scoring the ball. Uh, Baisley finishes with 14 points. Al Horford finishes with 12 points. So along the way, um, some other guys pulled some of their weight. Um, other guys scored the ball, even though Baisley and Horford cooled off. But, but nonetheless, Baisley still had a pretty solid game. He, he struggled overall when you actually look at his shooting splits. Uh, four of 16 from the floor, which explains you know why why his numbers trickled off towards the end of the game. Couldn't buy a bucket. Um, one for seven from the three-point line, but he did shoot well from the free throw line at five of six. The guy that, that picked up a lot of that slack when Horford and Baisley um, stopped putting up the offensive numbers they were initially was Lou Dort, who played one of the better games that we've seen from him this year overall. I know he's had a bunch of Really, really good games. Um, hit a bunch of threes early on, although he's cooled off. I thought today was was a big game for him to get some of that confidence back. Uh, finishes three from nine from the three-point line, so the nine attempts tell you immediately. Um, he's still got confidence. This is not a guy that is going to go through a shooting slump and you know, get in his own in his own head and start to to have a mental block. He certainly is a guy that carries himself with confidence, both offensively and defensively. Um, although he only converted on three of those nine, uh, I still think that's a, a plus for him. Finished with 23 points on the night, three assists, six rebounds. Outside of Dame starting off fairly hot and, and closing the game fairly hot, um, Dort really, really made life difficult on him, kind of in the middle of the game. Um, there was a, a, a span of, of 10 or 11 shots that Dame took um, towards the, the middle portions of the game, and, and Dort had had him shooting two out of that 10 or two out of those 11 shots. So um, his defense continues to impress. Lillard was one of the, the very first guys last season when he made the jump to the Thunder that that he was asked to guard, so he certainly got experience guarding an explosive score like that. When it comes to guys like Dame and even like Harden in the playoffs last year, those aren't guys you're going to shut down. If you can slow them down, that's a win. If you can you know, have them go through a rough shooting patch towards the middle of the game, that's a win. But the, at the end of the day, those guys are going to get theirs. They're going to score their points. So overall, solid game from... From Lou Dort, Teo came back after a, a several-game absence due to health and safety protocols. Um, he only played 27 minutes, uh, although he, he started. I don't know if that's a function of him still needing to get um, some of that game shape under him. I know a lot of guys have recently reported that when you're coming off of, of COVID, if that's what it was, um, that it's it's kind of hard to get back in game shape. And, and obviously, even in a regular NBA season pre-COVID, if you miss a handful of games, it does take a little bit of time to get back into that game shape. But he played 27 minutes, finished with seven points, three assists, two rebounds on two of seven shooting. 
Um, also had one steal on the night. That's something that he prides himself on is playing good defense and, and being a guy that, that gets steals. He didn't have a ton of flashy plays. He doesn't play a flashy style in general, but there's usually a handful of plays that you look at him and you think, wow, for a for a 19-year-old rookie, he is well above his years. And, and he, had, he had a couple of those tonight. He, um, he had a, a dime to Al Horford where he drove the lane and kicked it out to the short corner for a wide-open Al jump shot. That's something that, that if him and Al can start building that chemistry, um, it's only going to get better. I think he's a guy that throughout the course of his career is going to be a really, really good passer. And I think for the Thunder... Um, in the second round at pick 34, I think at minimum, Teo will end up being um, a quality backup point guard. So good night for him. Kenrich Williams didn't do a ton on the box score. Three points, one assist, eight rebounds in 19 minutes. Again, he's a guy that, that doesn't necessarily need to be on the, the box score heavy to make an impact on the game. Um, he's a guy that I've referred to before as... Is, is not a similar player to Steven Adams in any regard, but he does things for the team that don't show up on the stat sheet. And he certainly did a lot of things tonight. He was in passing lanes. He only shot two shots, so he wasn't looking to get hot offensively. Um, but overall, a, a solid game from, from Kenrich Williams, who once again notches another start. Um, and then off the bench, uh, there were, there was a couple of guys that I was pretty impressed with. First of all, Hamadou Diallo. Um, I think the days of not being sure if he's a, a quality scorer in this league are over. I don't think he's the next Lou Williams. I don't think he's the next you know Jordan Clarkson off the bench. But he's really showing flashes of there's going to be quite a few games where if you give him the minutes and, and give him the, the authority to kind of run that bench unit, he's going to score you some points. It may, may not always be the most efficient, but he'll certainly do that. He's a great... Uh, rebounder for a guard. He only pulled down four rebounds tonight, but still overall solid from him. He played 30 minutes, which is third most of anybody on the team tonight. Him, Baisley, and Dort were the only guys that notched 30-plus minutes. So uh, Coach Dagnall obviously has has a lot of trust in Diallo. And to be honest, the, the bench unit is really who orchestrated some of the, the comeback there this game. Every single starter was was minus on the on the box plus minus, and we had uh, looks like three guys who were positives off the bench with uh, Mike Muscala, the highest on the team, with a, a plus 14. And I'll touch on him real quick. I mean, he's a guy that coming into this season was known for being a quality three-point shooter. Um, he's been that and more. He's been a solid defender. He's scoring in other ways. He had a, a nice turnaround jumper today, and, and he had 11 points on five shots. Only one of those made shots was a, a three-pointer. He he had a couple of free throws. Um, again, had that turnaround jumper. So he's finding ways to help the team even outside of being. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just a standard three-point shooter. I think if he were traded to a contender, um, his role would likely shift back towards just being a uh, a three-point shooter off the bench, but on this Thunder team where he's a veteran and he's given more of a responsibility and, and some some bigger roles, it's been impressive to see what he's been able to do um, off the bench. And, and again, in just 17 minutes um, was a plus 14, meaning the the comeback came when when Muscala came in, and he's really really been good this season off the bench. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Isaiah Roby. Ended with 11 points, two, re- two assists, and 10 rebounds. So a, a nice double-double off the bench for Isaiah. Had those 11 points on just six shot attempts from the floor. Um, you know, he's a guy that, like we've said this before, he's really a rookie. Like, he he technically is in his second season in the NBA, but he hardly played as a rookie. I think it was something like 18 minutes. So it's been impressive to see what he can do. He's a guy kind of like Teo. I, I don't think he's a, I mean, a lot of guys evolve and, and have huge developmental jumps that, that aren't expected. But for, for a guy like him and Teo, I think they're both going to be quality bench players on this team for a long time. Um, you need those, those young guys you can develop with the Thunder culture. Um, and I think in, in three to four years from now in Oklahoma City's pushing for a, a true playoff spot or, or true contention again, um, these are going to be guys that are still going to be on the roster on solid team-friendly deals and are going to be really, really good um, reserves at that point as well. Um, finally, Justin Jackson coming off of a, a couple recent 20-plus point performances and a, a game-clinching three. He's got a lot of confidence. He, uh, he saw the floor for 16 minutes tonight, had six points. Um, all six of those points came from beyond the arc he was two for four from three um he's a guy that that he's 25 years old so he's, he's a little bit older he played uh, quite a few years at North Carolina so even coming into the league as a rookie he wasn't a super super young guy but he was a, a number 15 overall pick back in the 2017 draft so this is a a guy that fell just outside of the lottery, probably was a lottery-type talent compared to the field at the time and was just one of those guys we see them every year. If you play, if you're, if you're more than, than one season in college and you're not 18, 19 years old, a lot of teams um, are, are less interested, and we see those guys that are really, really good, very, very talented, and they just fall a little bit because of age. Justin Jackson is one of those guys. He's a, a lottery-type talent or was a lottery-type talent whenever he was drafted, and and Presti's done a good job of, of bringing guys in like that, and, and Dagnall's done a good job of putting him in positions to help the team and, and build some confidence. So 
good stuff from him. Darius Miller saw about three minutes, didn't attempt any shots, had one steal. So overall, um, you know, across the board, a lot of a lot of impressive things from from these guys tonight on the Portland side. Just to to touch quickly, Dame finishes with 31 on 12 of 25 shooting, so just below 50% from the floor. Gary Trent Jr. looked awesome. Um, you know, they've got some scores. This is a well-rounded team. They were without uh, C.J. McCollum and, and Nurkic tonight, and I think they still did a really good job. I tweeted this out tonight. I think this is a different Portland team than past years. They're also missing guys like Zach Collins, and even with some of those key pieces out, they still look pretty well-rounded. Um, I think this is a team that will be pushing for a, a playoff spot, no question, when it comes down to it. Uh, and then Anthony Simons continues to impress. He's had a, a breakout year um, as, as far as scoring goes, at least. He fouled out but played 17 minutes, had 15 points in those 17 minutes, um, had a handful of threes. He was five from eight from deep. So impressive stuff from him. Um, when you look at the, the the teams as a whole, there there were a couple things that that stuck out. Um, first of all, just from a, a, a pure three-point shooting perspective, the Portland Trailblazers shot 42.6% from three on 47 attempts that ultimately ended up with them making 23 pointers, which is double Oklahoma City. Um, they only made 10, shot 33 total for 30.3% on the night. That's the story of the game. I mean, I know a handful of those came at the end when, when Dame was raining from all over the court, but 23s to 10 threes, uh, it, it's a game of, of deep balls. We saw a couple guys last night um, talking about how, how threes are worth more than twos. I think it was Tobias Harris talking about how in this league, if you're going to win games in some of these high-scoring matchups, it's going to be with a lot of three-pointers, and we saw Portland do that tonight. Um a lot of other things across the board. You look at steals and assists and rebounds. Like it was, it was fairly close um, with with guys like Ennis Cantor and Oklahoma City being a pretty small team overall. Portland did dominate the offensive glass, but overall it wasn't a a super lopsided rebounding battle. Um, points in the paint, Oklahoma City um, plus sixteen in that department. So good to see them. Drive the paint, although the, the three-pointers weren't falling clearly. They were able to, to capitalize on the paint with some of the, the weak interior defense from Portland. And they also won the bench battle. We mentioned some of those guys, Mike Muscala, Hamadou Diallo. Um, those are guys that, that continue to, to get good production off the bench and, and help the Thunder win a game like tonight um, in, in which they, they can win that winch ba- bench battle. Um, again, largest lead for... Portland, 24 points, largest lead for Oklahoma City, five points, which was, you know, they're late in the fourth, four or five minutes left before Dame um, went nuclear on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, overall, though, uh, again, a solid game from Oklahoma City. It's one of those games in which um, you see the what these young guys can be. I mean, they're regardless of who Portland is down, like this is a young Thunder team that's still pushing them to the limits and, and having big comebacks and showing you flashes of being really good um, while also still losing and, and preserving the potential of having a, a top five pick or even uh, several in the top 10 when you look at Houston and, and Miami going into this game tonight. Um, Oklahoma City actually had a better record than, than those other two teams in which they have the pick swap with. So that'll be 
fascinating to watch. Uh, Oklahoma City plays again tomorrow against the Memphis Grizzlies, followed by the Bucks once again Friday, who will be looking to get revenge for the, the loss to Oklahoma City um, on Sunday night. And then finally, the Cleveland Cavaliers will face off against the Oklahoma City Thunder on Sunday. We'll have a group pod after that one. So three more games before the end of the week. We will see what happens. I'm going to go one and two over those three games. I'm sorry, one and yeah, one and two over the next three. I think the Bucks will get the revenge. I think the Grizzlies, with as good as Jean Morant's playing, will get the win over Oklahoma City. I hope Shea is back for that one so we can see some some Shea versus Ja action, and then I think they'll finish off the week with a win over the Cavaliers, who are really, really struggling. Um, I think they've lost like six or seven in a row, if not more. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of this week pans out. Uh, Once again, Oklahoma City falls to Portland, 115 to 104 in a back-and-forth game, almost a comeback. Until we talk to you guys tomorrow, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.